It's time for the Power Hour of Love, starring Charbol and El Bandito. Welcome to the Fiesta. Good evening to all of you beautiful people out there. This is your wonderful host of the Power Hour of Love. This is El Bandito. And with me today, I have a very special guest because Senor Boyle is out of the studio tonight. He is off on his wonderful vacations, traveling the globes one step at a time. So instead, we had a local YouTube sensation come and join us in studio today. We have the legendary, the profound Gamer AF. Well, hello, everyone. (laughs) <laughs> this is Gamer AF. How are you doing tonight, Gamer? I'm doing all right. It is nice coming out here on a podcast that I have been listening to for quite some time. <laughs> well, we're always happy to meet a fan, and I know Senor Boyle was sad he couldn't be here today to spend the day with you, but he was excited that you'd be able to take up his mantle and make sure that this, the airwaves were safe for one more night. For you guys in your airwaves, hopefully safety is number one on that list <laughs> we always like to be safe man. you know you know how it is so mm-hmm. all you beautiful people out there remember that psa from the power hour of love wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> then keep it safe but we have had an exciting week this week me and gamer af we go way back you know we play lots of games and things together obviously he has an incredible youtube channel out there where he likes to put out you know i would say they're tutorials about different games you know, because to me, I learned so much from games I never played by watching your videos. How exactly would you describe them? My first few videos, my like Magic the Gathering mm-hmm. videos, those were straight tutorials because that's a card game that I learned from Captain Joel, you know, at Big Dog Comics, and they have it on the PC. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to play my favorite game on PC and hope everyone likes it. So that's a tutorial. But as for my other videos, like my Dark Souls and my Skyrim those things have already been done. Tutorials have already been done. Mm-hmm. And I like Dark Souls so much. You know, Dark Souls 3 is the newest one that came out. I like that one so much. So I thought I'd just play through it, have fun. You know, the whole premise is to die in spectacularly <laughs> glorious ways and eventually beat it and, you know, just go throughout everything else and play it on New Game Plus and everything else. So I would describe my channel as somewhat of just a fun kind of let's play. I got you, because I know that's very popular right now with like Twitch and different things like that, that people like to watch people play games. And, uh, you know, on one hand, it seems like an almost voyeuristic approach to like watching other people do stuff. But by the same token, too, I remember what it was like when you play with your brothers, you play with your friends when you're a kid. Most of the time you're sitting there watching your friends play until it gets to your turn. So there is kind of that element of like it's exciting to watch your Mm -hmm. friends play and see how well they do and what choices they make different than yours, what skills they have different than yours. So I can definitely see the appeal. And see, on top of that, um, it also adds the fact of what if I don't want this game? You know, you go into Mm -hmm. GameStop or some other store where it's like you buy it. If you return it, you get half of what you paid for it. If that, yeah. Yeah, if that. (laughs) bastards at GameStop. (laughs) I have no love for you, GameStop. Mm -hmm. But it's like with that you can see if you really like the game or not. Like, I found Dark Souls one day because it was free for gold, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was on my 360. I was playing with my friends, and I just downloaded it. And it was stupid. It took me 40 minutes to get out of the tutorial part because I had no (laughs) clue what the heck I was doing. And it's funny because the first achievement that you get on Dark Souls is, unless you're like MLG Pro at everything you do, the first achievement you get is when you die. It's like, welcome to Dark Souls, <laughs> you know? And, you know, it's 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 just a fun game, and that, that's why I like Dark Souls so much. And I eventually got better at it, you know, to a point where I've come and started doing Dark Souls 3. I beat Dark Souls 1. Now I'm doing Dark Souls 3. Awesome. All right. So, But it's not exclusively Dark Souls, though. You play a number of different games on there. Yeah, seen, I, so. I'm playing Darkest Dungeon. I, I played Subnautica, and I played Terratech. You know, I played Magic the Gathering. Yeah. I know um, you even have all the Arkham games on there, right? Yeah, I started doing um, Batman Arkham City. Okay. Um, I need to do that one again, but... <laughs> 
I took it off of my Steam and now I got to re-download it again because I needed space on my computer for other things, you know. So it, it should be coming back rather shortly. But for right now, we got to wait. <laughs> now, are you primarily a PC player? You play your games on PC? Um, Yeah, I play my games on my PC because right now I don't have like a capture card for my um, Xbox One. Okay. Um, and I don't have, I don't really know how to like record off of it. Like how you guys do with you guys' YouTube channel. Sure, sure. You know, so until I can really figure it out and get really good with the editing stuff, mm -hmm. um, I'll probably be playing PC. Well, for anyone who hasn't checked it out yet, what uh, Gamer's referring to is he was instrumental in us launching our playthrough and review on YouTube at the Power Hour of Love. So, you know, feel free to check either of us out. You know, Gamer AF is just just that yeah know? and uh you know we're, we subscribe to him he subscribes to us but he he kind of helped us you know take that first step into getting what we did on the show onto a video platform and for something for people to watch on youtube so we we know we're definitely looking forward to hopefully having him into our uh, playthrough and review studio in a few weeks as well so that he can review some games with us and you know one thing we're very interested in is that he's he's a few years younger than us <laughs> so we definitely have a lot of the old throwback games that, that uh we always hear that they're like hey the millennials nowadays they they can't sit through playing those those old style arcade games man it's too frustrating you know you die too much so we definitely want to throw some of that at him but i have to say it kind of sounds like he was throwing down the gauntlet at me the other day about playing some goldeneye with him i don't know <laughs> uh, i mean no, <laughs> I hear your stories. You slay everything you see in that game. And I mean, I played it once with my friend. You know? Oh, okay, okay. And this was like two years ago. That's right. You were saying it was your friend that you were like, dude, I bet that guy would give you a run for your yeah, money, right? Okay. that guy would maybe, you know. <laughs> well, we'll have to see because like as the legend goes, you know, I was given a Nintendo 64 based on my love of Goldeneye. Like I literally played it at Party Man Will's house. Like, so constantly that I would go over to his house and play it that he was like, dude, just take it, please, because I don't want to play this anymore. Take it, take it home, and leave me alone about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So for two years, I had this Nintendo 64 with Goldeneye that he gave me, mm -hmm. and that was all I played. Mm -hmm. you know? I had no other games or anything. So, yeah, I'm a super fan, and I'm kind of a mad ninja at it. But that's a whole other story. Getting back to, um, you know, the, the, the YouTube channels, you know, we know that, like we said, your channel is a, a lot of kind of walkthrough. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's more like walkthroughs or, I mean, I guess it's more like that. Uh, what You would think they have a name for that where you watch someone else play a game. Well, yeah, they're called, they're literally called Let's Plays. Oh, okay. You know, you, you sit down and your YouTuber that you're watching is like, okay, well, let's play this game, you know? There you go. And like I was saying before, like how I've never played Prey. You know, it looks, sure. it looks like an interesting game because yeah. it's kind of, Dark Souls-esque, and, like, I love Dark Souls, so, you mm -hmm. know, but watching you guys play it, and, like, it was wonderful, and yeah. you, you guys giving your review of it all, and, like, the mechanics, and how, like, they could change into everything, like, how when you walked into the chair, uh, the room with the chair. Yeah, and the chair was actually one of the mimics, and it jumped out right in front mm -hmm. of me, and I about pissed my pants. <laughs> yeah, I bet you liked that part. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> that, that kind of watching yeah. and seeing how the game is you know you don't have to watch it all the way through to where it's like mm -hmm. you finish the game and you know every little odd and end because you watch someone play it all the way through sure but like the intro like the first episode mm -hmm. then if they have like 20 episodes watch episode five then 10 and then the last one you know you jump through it so it's like okay well here's this okay well here's now them further in the game getting like some upgrades um, other new abilities, like new mm. story plot to it that you're not going to fully understand, you know, how somewhat like a extended preview for you. And that's, and that's how you know if you really want this game. Yeah, yeah, no, see, see, that's smart because, you know, comparing us old-time gamers who were like, and we had to go buy a $50 NES game that you never heard anything about. Mm -hmm. Like, you bought it solely off the cover, and they were like, garbage, they mm -hmm. sucked. Nothing like the movie they were repping or whatever. So it's like when we make that comparison of like, well, the younger generation can't sit through the older games, but the way you guys research a game and then buy it based on that is kind of showing that same level of patience mm -hmm. and restraint, but on the opposite end. Instead of sitting through a terrible game because you bought it, you guys are like watching a lot of game to buy it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's kind of a smart approach. I, I, I kind of like that. I, I get that. And I know being more old school myself and Senior Boyle, we kind of jumped on the playthrough and review side of it to be like, 
we can tell within five minutes whether or not we're going to play any more of this piece of shit. You know, So that was kind of our idea was that we'll play the playthrough and review and knowing that even most games have a tutorial, mm-hmm. like if you can get past the tutorial and still even want to fucking play a game to, to me, that's, that's the ultimate test. Cause I can't even tell you how many games I have that I've put five hours into and it's just sitting on a shelf. Cause I'm like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and, and see, that's how it was first time playing dark souls. Yeah. Dark Souls prides itself off of being one of the hardest games. Mm-hmm. Like, usually people who say, I want to get good at games, ooh, let me play Dark Souls, don't do that. <laughs> That's the fastest way to turn away from games. <laughs> when I say it took me 40 minutes to mm-hmm. get past the tutorial, it's not because I was lost and couldn't gain the controls. No, I knew the controls all well and fine. Mm-hmm. Your first boss that you encounter is in the tutorial. Okay. And this it's this giant fat behind like they added <laughs> jiggle physics hits but it sounds kind of hot was it a woman's or? it was a giant gross horny demon oh, it was horny <laughs> well spikes out of its head and tail oh okay it had horns it had horns. <laughs> okay you know was it was it like a hot demon like sexy no, demon you would not want a piece of this at all oh yeah but you run up and you open these giant doors and that's all cinematic you know push it's like these 40 ton doors that you got to open that's super slow to open because they haven't been rust uh, oiled in years and this thing just jumps down from this high balcony and you have a broken straight sword oh nice so if you're not paying attention you don't realize there's a door off to the left okay so you sit there and you try and fight it and it kills you in two shots gotcha and you have to keep going through that until you realize there's a door to the left gotcha gotcha so it's it's one of those tutorials that doesn't really teach you a lot it, it teaches you what you need to know to play the game. Yeah, yeah. But uh, again, I, like I've played, I think the hardest learning curve I ever had, you've heard me talk about it, was the Star Trek Online game. Yeah. Because there's literally like the tutorial is like they, they put up a little box in the corner and someone talks to you and it tells you what something is. And they're like, hey, you just picked up like a new weapon. You can equip it from over here. And then mm-hmm. it goes away or you can go into the menu and like follow it and it'll show you where to put the weapon. But beyond that, like basic stuff of like, here's a weapon, here's a gun, here's a phaser, here's a ship, here's where you, you know, beam down to a planet. Besides that, you have no idea what to do. Instead, you're just getting missions from random people. And it's so open world that you kind of really don't have an idea of what, where to go or what you're supposed to do. And, and that's what, it's, what, what it sounds like you're saying with the Dark Souls is you're in there and, and it taught you how to fight and how to play the game. But not to like, hey, man, you can't fight this dude because he's way too tough. Like you had to learn that on your own. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. So there's something to be said for the kind of fun to that of like that. You feel good because you figured it out. Um, but it's also at times very frustrating. And, so, yeah. And see, with Dark Souls, it's open world esque. And so your souls are also your currency. And a fun mechanic of the game is you die, you lose your souls. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that doesn't sound like a fun mechanic at well, all that sounds like sonic losing <laughs> all of his rings when you get hit and you're like god damn it that's what i've been doing for the last two hours but see, but see when you die and lose your souls and you revive you know you can go back and reclaim your lost souls gotcha but you have one chance to do it so if you die on the your glory path to get your money back they're gone and you have to start from scratch okay now so it's a, a lot of give and take of the game Oh, man. Give, give and take is a lot of what the world is all about. It's two sides to every coin. People would say that it's even binary. And I'll <laughs> tell you what, Assemblage 23 is going to give us a little bit of binary right now.
and that was Assemblage 23 with Binary. What did you think of that track? Uh, it was okay. I know like the first like two seconds part, like that little gospel type like area of yeah. that. That was straight rip off of Halo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I know that that uh, that gospel music I think's been around a lot longer than than Halo. But I'm, I know your point. I'm quite sure, but. <laughs> For me, coming from a video game standpoint, that was straight Halo music. <laughs> well, either way, that kind of uh, it's good. It's good, sexy times music. I can say <laughs> that. You know, it really gets you in a good rhythm, and you don't have to think about it too much. And mm-hmm. you know, if it was the backtrack to a video game, I can tell you right now, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. Nope, <laughs> I mean, that, that'd be more like the part where it's like you got to run through an exploding building and got to get out before time runs out. And yeah. You know, yeah, it's kind of tense and exciting, but mm-hmm. also like com- you're comfortable in it, you know, <laughs> which is weird. But in a video game, I think we're most comfortable like yeah. exploding things and shit blowing up. And you- that's like that's all part of the day, you know, <laughs> when you're gaming. So. So, yeah, cool track there. But Assemblage 23 is actually an artist from Seattle. Uh, they originally formed in 1988 and they're just now making a return with this electronic body music, which is you know, hey, I like the name of it. <laughs> Just wish some chicks were involved. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never heard of it. My my music range ranges in the eighties, surprisingly. Yeah, you know, I like the old classic rock and roll, rock and roll, Pat Benatar. You know, Twisted Sister, stuff like that. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm a big eighties music fan. You know, so I'm right there with you, dude. But. I never heard of this electronic body music, especially from the 80s. That was kind of more of an underground 90s thing, but it's cool to see it making a comeback, you know? So if mm. you want to check out more of Assemblage 23, you can check them out, you know, online. Just go Google them. Come on. We don't do all the work for you here. True. <laughs> <laughs> but as a gamer AF, mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet it's your favorite segment. Video Game Zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the video game zone this is my favorite part of you guys' show when i listen to it then you're in for a special treat because we have got some cool news coming at you today but we're actually going to intersect the video game zone real quick because we can't not talk about spider-man homecoming true true now this just came out it had its opening weekend and we don't want to spoil things out there for all the people i know gamer was telling me that he's checked it out already oh my gosh this is the <laughs> one they got right sony and the Marvel industry coming together to make this wonderful movie. It it was amazing. Yeah, most mostly Sony staying the fuck out of the way while Marvel <laughs> makes this exciting movie because the two movies they made were freaking trash. And I'm sorry to all the people out there who like Andrew Garfield. I know my cousin does. I feel bad. I know she doesn't listen to my show, so it's okay. He <laughs> fucking sucks. But anyways, I didn't like him. I thought he was a little punk, and I would have given him five across the eyes if I seen him. But uh, I have a special place in my heart for the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. And that's the one I grew up with, you know, so that was always my Spider-Man. Yeah, and what's interesting is they've put out a opening weekend adjusted gross for every Spider-Man movie that's been released since uh, 2002's Spider-Man. And, you know, obviously they're adjusting the opening weekend gross to today's dollars. And what they're looking at is they're saying the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire made $156 million on its opening weekend. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, that that was a good movie. Yeah, and, and it was one of the original superhero movies that came out. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it, was, it pretty much followed X-Men after its debut in 2000 and was one of the powerhouse superhero movies, you know, because coming off of Batman and Robin in mm-hmm. the late 90s, there wasn't a lot of superhero action. Like, the only superhero movie we got between, like, 1997 to... You know, 2000 was like the Blade movies, which were cool, but you had no idea they were from a comic, you know, when you were watching them. They just seemed like crazy horror movies. Which I enjoyed the Blade movies, too. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought they were really good. But the Amazing Spider-Man, which was the reboot that came out in 2012, so 10 years after, only $66 million it made on its opening weekend. You know, I understood the story and everything else. You know, this is his high school life instead of... Back with like Toby in his college years, you know, sure. chasing Mary Jane. Well, when they brought in Gwen Stacy, you know, I had to go back, look through my little small collection of comics <laughs> <laughs> to see what who this chick, who this blondie was. Sure. To figure it out. And when I came through it all and then I was like, hmm, you know, and then growing up with Spider-Man, the animated series, well, not really growing up, but watching it, mm-hmm. you know, to watch what they did with the lizard kind of disappointed me yeah it was stupid it was garbage you know <laughs> he looked like killer croc he didn't he look did. like the lizard at all 
not one And he didn't bit. act like the lizard. Remember the lizard is always conflicted between being like, oh, but I'm a family man. I need to save people. And then he, the, the like lizard persona would take over and he would do evil. But Spider-Man would always come in and tell him at the end, like, no, but you're the good doctor and you can save people and blah, blah, blah. But dude, in the amazing Spider-Man, like he was like, shit, I have lizard powers. I'm going to rule the fucking world. And that was it. There you was know, no like turmoil. Everyone needs to be like me all scaly and gross. Yeah, there was no development for his character. There was no depth to it. Mm-hmm. He just instantly became a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And that was stupid. And I, I think a lot of people had a lot of hope because of three things that are incredibly stupid, right? One, they called it Amazing Spider-Man. And people were like, well, that was the original name. So mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. They were like, he has web shooters that he built himself. And people were like, oh, that was originally in the comics. That's great. And it had Gwen Stacy. And they were like, oh, she was already originally in the comics. So that's great. And I'm like, but all those three things don't add up to anything that's really worthwhile about Spider-Man or what he does. You know, all that <laughs> all that makes is like, okay, they got the kind of character outlook right. Yeah, that, exactly. You got a few details right, mm-hmm. but overall the story's about heart and it's about comedy. And mm-hmm. that's the one thing I always felt the the original trilogy kind of lacked was it Tobey Maguire's not a very funny guy, mm-hmm. you know? So he had kind of a little quips or situations he were in was funny, but he wasn't funny. But Tom Holleran mm-hmm. in Spider-Man Homecoming has just crushed a good weekend here in 2017 for $117 million. It, it didn't beat the original Spider-Man, but you're talking about a different time, and you're talking about a time when superhero movies were super rare. You know, right now they're pretty oversaturated, and to still pull off a 117 in the middle of summer after we've already seen Guardians, after Wonder Woman's been crushing it, you know, after a giant Pirates movie that came out a few weeks ago, to still get people's butts in the seats, there's got to be something good about this movie. We know you went out and saw it, Gamer. What do you think? Oh, like I said, this is the one they got right, you know? (laughs) You know, it's just such a good movie. They got all your little fancy doohickey with him making his web fluid. Well, do they have a Gwen Stacy? Because I know they haven't shown much of... They do not. Okay, but they don't have a Mary Jane either, do they? No. Okay, that's good. So they're kind of just like, well, we're going to do our own thing. Because one thing I've talked to a lot of people about is they talk about Iron Man being like kind of the quintessential movie for superhero movies. And Iron Man is very similar to its original origin but obviously wildly different as well Mm -hmm. because the original story set in Vietnam, you know, he makes his iron suit out of just iron and, you know, the new movie really being more focused around the arc reactor that he wears in his chest makes so much more sense because that renewable sort of free energy Mm -hmm. is exactly what you'd need to power a suit, you know, but talking about a time when transistors were cutting edge to now when micro transistors and, you know, stuff I don't even understand is prevalent (laughs) and what makes his suit work, they obviously had to change a lot. But even same thing with Captain America. It wasn't exactly the same, but they told the story through like a modern day lens that really makes it better. And I'm kind of looking at this Homecoming movie thinking they're doing the exact same thing. Okay. Yeah. And especially how, because right now I think this is the youngest Spider-Man they've ever had. Peter's 15. He's still in high school and he's only a sophomore. So even by the end of the movie, he's still the sophomore. He's still a sophomore. Cool. You know? Yeah. And like I was saying before, there's no Mary Jane. There's no Mm -hmm. Gwen Stacy. Sure. You know? But the way it go, it ties to the Avenger movies, you know, like right. how he was in Civil War and how he made that whole thing. Like, that's the opening. It's so it's it's comical. It has that good <laughs> comedic effect to it. Awesome. He got this new suit from Tony, you know, mm-hmm. which and with the ones with um, Andrew Garfield in it, I didn't like the suit personally. Yeah, me neither. I, I didn't like the changes to it. The, the way they took away the belt. Mm-hmm. And they, it almost made it look like that beach leotard that Borat wore. You know? <laughs> and I was like, that is not cool. But I have to say, if we're going to be in the middle of video game zone, we got to wrap up the Spider-Man talk and get to talking sure. about games. But no better way to start it off or to segue it across than by talking about the beautiful suit that they're putting out in Sony's new PS4 exclusive Spider-Man. Yes, I love the white highlights in that suit. The white spider is great. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I didn't think that I'd ever like a suit that they changed, you know, because the original suit, I mean, was iconic. They kept it for a few years before they threw the black suit on him for a little while. And then they went right back to the mm-hmm. red and blue. They didn't change a thing about it. And then, you know, here they come out with uh, the Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire kept the exact same suit. I mean, identical. And you got to mm-hmm. think, boy, something that hangs around for 70 years just works. Yep. And uh, jump to Andrew Garfield, goof the suit all around. I don't like it. 
You know, even Captain America Civil War comes out. They're showing Tom Holland in a different suit. I'm a little skeptical. But like you said, ultimately it works. It's not it's not bad. It really does look like a modern day suit. And when you realize that Tony kind of helped with it, you kind of get into that. Okay, I'm kind of uh, I'm getting that he probably had some cutting edge design. And and you got to think about it. Spider-Man doesn't have a mouthpiece to talk, you know, so there's really not a lot of facial expression, Mm -hmm. but he talks through his face you know, with the mask and how the eyes shrink and everything. Absolutely. Well, in this movie, well, the eyes do that. Yeah, they they even did that in Civil War. I remember when the preview for Civil War came out, Bishop, our Mm -hmm. uh, resident man of the cloth, had called me. He's a big comic book fan and told me like, dude, that's weird as hell the way his eyes move because a suit can't do that. Mm-hmm. And when we actually saw the movie and realized that Tony made the suit, we were like, yeah, that, that suit could do that. You mm-hmm. know, So it was really cool. I'm glad they continue that and talk more about that in the movie because it is. It makes him very expressive, like you're saying. It's the same thing like even Deadpool, the way mm-hmm. they made Deadpool's eyes move like CGI style in his movie was to help him emote as a character when he's in the costume. Because that's what the character goes with. I mean, when you wear a full face mask and mm-hmm. use crack wise your fancy doodah one-liners and everything else yeah you gotta express like a comedic like smile with it you gotta mm-hmm. have the cheesiness to it yeah you gotta goof the eyebrows mm-hmm. around you know make, make it a little funny so i'm sure they'll be doing a lot of that in this new game too and now like seeing the new suit from civil war and and in homecoming you know, I'm definitely like, okay, I'm probably okay with some subtle changes to the costume. And then, bam, they show up with a white spider on his chest that's giant. And, man, I wanted to not like it. But the more I watch the trailer, the more I'm like, that looks cute. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's kind of, it's very reminiscent of the Venom spider. Yeah. You know, um, obviously more stylized, but just, man, looks really good on him. And the latest news coming out from uh, uh, Sony's new game is that, the open world to the New York that they have is supposed to be immense. They're saying it is several times larger than Sunset Overdrive, which is like, <laughs> I just saw your face. Yeah, like that's been heralded as like one of the largest games, if not the largest game ever made, you know, um, aside from space games where of they're like course. 400 billion oh. stars, but you're like, it's space. You're not designing anything. You know? yeah. As far as a city scope goes, yeah, they're saying this thing's going to be even bigger, and they're saying several times bigger, you know? So it's it, it should be an immense, immense thing, and it may actually make me get the PS4, you know? <laughs> I'm more of an Xbox fan, but I'm... no no doubt if I had it, I'd get it, and I'd play it. But just watching the previews from this new Spider-Man game, it looks like his movement is very fluid, and that he is just really going to look good. So I'm and... pretty excited to check it out. Okay, well, we got a little away from ourselves there talking about the Spider-Man talk, so I guess we'll actually have to do the video game zone on the other side of a quick break here because you know the way Spider-Man is, man. He's sticking to walls all over the city, and he just sticks in your head like that too, and sometimes you forget that even as immense and as powerful as Spider-Man is, when it comes to the video game zone and all that is the power hour of love, he's just another brick in the wall. But if you're looking for another brick in the wall, here's Shinobi Ninja.
Live, we are Shinobi Ninja. We play April 1st at the Hall of MP. God bless you all. Peace. Thank you. God bless. Thank you guys so much. And that was Shinobi Ninja with a cover of I Got the Power and Another Brick in the Wall. I guess it's more like a mashup cover, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome, though, man. What'd you think of that? That's one of our favorite bands. For my first time actually, like, really full-on listening to them, that was an awesome track, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that was cool. I didn't realize that was, like, a live version. They sounded great right there live. They sound great live, and if you want to see them live, they're going to be up in Nashville in a few weeks at the Summer NAM 2017 Extravaganza. Now, NAM is, of course, the National Association of Music Merchants, so it's kind of a giant music festival that they have. They have it in Anaheim and in Nashville, and it's pretty exciting. It's July 13th through the 15th. If any of the listeners out there are up in the Nashville area, make sure to go by, check it out, show some love. They donate a lot of uh, proceeds and stuff of this event two different charities and things like that. You can go to their website, you know, just look up NAMM, National Association of Music Merchants. Check out Shinobi Ninja. They'll be there on July 15th. Video Game Zone. All right, because we didn't talk about any, like we talked a little bit about video (laughs) game stuff. We went off on the Spider-Man. We're obviously both big Spider-Man fans. And uh, we can't help, but we're sitting in studio next to a giant Spider-Man poster. So we had to give him some love, especially with that awesome weekend that he just did. But getting into some actual Video Game Zone news here, man, we have got some exciting stuff coming out. And one thing that I've just got to get your opinion on is this latest story that I heard this week from singer Dion DiMucci. Are you familiar with his work? I am not at all. Okay, well, he's best known for his hits, Run Around Sue and The Wanderer. Are you familiar with those songs? Mm-mm. All right, let's take a listen to one of those right now. All right, so there was a little sample there from Run Run Around Sue. Might be a few minutes before your time. What do you think of that black and white picture there? (laughs) Well, it turns out that Dion DiMucci is best known for those two songs, Run Around Sue and The Wanderer. And most of you may have heard The Wanderer in a commercial for Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. Well, I no doubt have played Fallout 4, and I know that for a fact I haven't heard it in the game. <laughs> so for watching that intro to the game, I might have, I don't know. The beat sounds familiar, but you know, sure, for sure. a game that takes place in like the 50s time. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of frozen in that era of that 1950s, 60s world like that. And that's exactly where this song kind of comes from. And we all know in Fallout 3, you were the Lone Wanderer and New Vegas, you were the carrier, mm. you know, and then in Fallout 4, what are they calling you now? Um, They're calling you the old guy because you, you're, <laughs> you, you were in cryogenesis for 200 years, you I, know. I like that Piper calls you blue, yeah. you know, because you were the vault <laughs> suit or whatever, but she's cute as a button. But anyhow, it looks like Dion DiMucci is actually suing Bethesda to the tune of $1 million for the Fallout 4 commercial featuring his 1960s classic, The Wanderer. Right now, the reason he's suing them is because he says the trailer that the song is featured in is morally indefensible. It's full of graphic violence that has what he considers no redeeming value and is reprehensible. Well, (laughs) you know, for a game that takes place in like a wasteland where you Mm -hmm. have to survive from nuclear radiated radiated things, Mm -hmm. there's limits to how (laughs) nonviolent you can be. You can't just sit there and talk to a bloat fly as it shoots you. Well, here's here's his take on it, is the fact that it shows a lot of graphic murder of you fighting with raiders. Oh, okay. Um, and in the context of the, of, the, of the trailer, he says that your character does not appear to be acting heroic. That in the trailer, he's just like on a free-for-all murder spree, <laughs> and he feels like that is not representative of his song, right? Now, here's the really good part. This song that was originally released in 1961... Demucci's filing suit based on the fact that he feels that that commercial is losing him money off that song. <laughs> I saw the confused look on your face as I said it. So. For me to know that this is like the first time I've seen this black and white footage, um, <laughs> I don't think you're gaining any money from it either yeah considering like this song has been around the block man okay so not only is this something that you know came out in 1961 was the b-side of of, of a record you know like one of those old what are they called Mm -hmm. 58s or something the small ones so the the actual a track song was the majestic so the b-side was the wanderer it wasn't even like the premiere song but also listen to this it's been covered a dozen times here by Bad Company, Status Quo, D. Snyder, Gary Glitter, The Beach Boys, <laughs> Leaf Garrett, Alvin and the Chipmunks, you know, Bruce Springsteen. I mean, everybody's covered this freaking song. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone's paying their royalties and their dues, but so is Bethesda. It's mm-hmm. not like they're not paying for it, right? The suit is based on the fact that if he he feels that if he'd have seen the trailer, he would not have agreed to let them use the song. And that the, his record label was supposed to contact him and show him that. And he's suing Bethesda because they never gave him the opportunity to decline to have his song put in it. Now, all that I get, man. That's legal mm-hmm. mumbo jumbo. This guy's probably trying to make a few extra bucks on his own because he's saying that he would have asked for more money for them to use it in such a reprehensible way. And you're like, well, that's the bottom line of what this is all about, especially considering that trailer came out in 2015 yeah you know so you're like wait this is the first time he saw it after two years <laughs> for real so i don't know what do you think you, you think if you were sitting on that jury you'd throw him a couple bones no <laughs> not one bit well we'd like to know what all you beautiful people out there think so feel free to hit us up you can run over to gamer af's youtube channel over there and leave him a comment on any one of his videos and mention the wanderer and dion demucci and he'll know who you're talking about <laughs> you know? or you can hit us up at the power hour of love at gmail.com on our facebook page on our instagram you can give us a call right now on our toll-free love line it's 1-844-944-LOVE and let us know what you think we want to hear it or leave us a message 24 7 but we've got a little bit more gaming news out there that's pretty exciting. We've got some new games coming out. It looks like they're making a new rendition of Final Fantasy. They've got Final Fantasy twelve, The Zodiac Age, coming out on PS4. Have you been able to check that one out? No, not really, because I truly have never been a fan of Final Fantasy. Wow. I think I was introduced to the one where you were playing soccer underwater. And I yes, think that was one Final of the, Fantasy ten. Yeah, I don't know where that fit in. There's so many skepticals about, like, Half of this was bad. Half of mm-hmm. this was good. I know the newest one was good, and it looks good actually. But I didn't. I'm not very likative of turn-based games. Okay. So I try to avoid those. I got gotcha. you. Know, like I played Pokemon because what seven-year-old hasn't played Pokemon? <laughs> but other than that, I'm kind of like, yeah. Sure, sure. Now, I I don't really mind turn-based games, but I'm not a super fan of the Final Fantasy franchise either. I mean, I played ten all the way through. 
um, because I had seven, and seven's the most iconic. It's the legendary one, you know. Uh, but I never finished it, so I just felt bad. And when the time came that I got bucks in my pocket for the first time, I ran out and got ten, and I played through ten. And yeah, you got to play soccer underwater, and you know, go around with Yuna uh, and collect little pet stuffed animals. It was stupid. I hated it. You know, I don't want to play fifteen. I, I just. Uh, I, I don't dig it, you know, <laughs> so whatever, it's out there. If you like it, there you go. It's all for you. But also every platform, including mobile, everything is getting Minecraft story mode season two. What do you think of that one? I n- never believed Minecraft should have ever had a story mode, to be honest. <laughs> well, it's kind of like uh, Legos is what I well, equ- yeah. equate Minecraft to. And you don't ever get a pack of Legos with a fucking story mode. You know, you, you don't need to tell me how to use my Legos. This is my adventure world. Unless you get those ones where it's like the collectors for the grown-ups who build the, like, cities and stuff. Well, even still, it doesn't tell you what to do with it after you build the city. Well, yeah. You know, so that's, that's Godzilla through it. Yeah, it's my city. I don't do what I want with it. Maybe I don't yeah. even want to build that building. Leave me alone. But it's like, I my cousin plays it. Okay. okay? And he, it's like somewhat of a, it, I think it is a telltale game. Gotcha. So it's kind of like a walkthrough, and you're just you just have to make decisions along the way. Yeah, it's not really build a house. You know, you have regular Minecraft for that, but I think okay. Minecraft story mode is more telltale like. Well, what do you think of Minecraft being the first game ever to bridge every platform at once? It's awesome. Yeah, is that pretty cool? Yeah, you know, to connect mobile to PC to console, you know, is. Yeah mind-blowing and i hope like other games it, it i hope it finally becomes like stop making things for certain things mm-hmm. yeah know? well that like way we yeah, don't sony have to go out don't make and get fucking our... spider-man only for playstation yeah. <laughs> you know hope it finally becomes that yeah. and i can understand the coding to make a game for like mobile harder you mm-hmm. know because phones are wonky they're yeah, outdated yeah. in a year for the bigger platforms like pc should not be pc only you know right. i should be able to play darkest dungeon on my xbox one and stuff like that well wh- one thing that i really like about it is the the cross-platform play uh in multiplayer you know which i think the division was the last game i heard that was trying to do that that mm-hmm. they were like oh we'll, we'll bridge pc and uh like xbox so that you can play online with each other and i know a lot of people are all like oh good on my pc i'll ramp that shit up to like nine thousand frames a second and then my mouse speed click versus your thumb speed stick is like ten thousand times better and i'm just like all right dude whatever but like they're just gonna buffer you down to xbox level well, and yeah. then you know it's all gonna be the same but just the fact that no one's been able to do it as I'm, I'm very stoked that I, I hope this is a stepping stone to being mm-hmm. able to bridge all these games together. Where, like you said, we don't we we, <laughs> we don't have to just be friends with guys that have Xboxes. We yeah. can be friends with everyone, you know. Um, but the Nintendo Switch has also got a new game coming out. Mm-hmm. They have got Splatoon Two. What I think of Splatoon is a glorified children's version of kind of Overwatch. <laughs> you know, because you're playing as squid people who are shooting paint at each other. Yeah, or yeah. Ink. Dude, it's like the old Worms game. Did yeah. You play the old Worms game? Yeah, it's the same concept, yeah. man. So, Switch, keep doing what you're doing and making games for kids and, yep. you know, 30-year-old guys that still wish they hey, were kids. Breath so. of the Wild was good. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight you on that. I haven't played it, but I have no <laughs> ambition to. I watch the trailers. I'm like, this looks like a snooze fest, but... Mm. I, you gotta play it. I, I guess I do. I guess I'll have to sit down and try it out one time. But every time I look at it, I'm like, nah, I'll play Skyrim. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But okay. Last but not least, wrapping up the video game zone, we we're gonna let you guys know about some games on gold coming at you for the Xbox One and the Xbox 360. It looks like for July, we're gonna have the Xbox One releasing Grow Up. Now you said you're familiar with this. Uh... Yeah, Grow Up. You play as this little robot you would assume his personality as a child because the spaceship he falls out of is called mom okay (laughs) so you have to go through this planet that you crash land on to get the pieces to repair mom so you can go away all right well hey sounds good right there it sounds like a very family friendly game oh yeah totally unlike the 360 release kane and lynch 2 (laughs) coming out this month i know those um the those are some pretty graphic games there. And I I have, I've downloaded Grow Up and I've downloaded Kane and Lynch, but I have yet to play Kane and Lynch. Okay, well, you'll have to check it out because I know I played the first game and it's definitely just raunchy and bloody and fun. Sounds like my so, kind of game. Yeah, I definitely dig it. We've also got Runbow coming out on the Xbox One, which I guess is some sort of rainbow take off that, like... 
What are you like leprechauns in a race or something? I have Do you have no any clue. idea? On that I'd one? have to watch the preview again to see what it is. <laughs> I think it's like um, speedrunners. Like speedrunners. Okay. You know how yeah. The last month was speedrunners. Yeah, I yeah. think it's somewhat like that, except more cutesy. Yeah, yeah. You get yeah. a lot of indie games on the yeah. games for gold, but that's okay because every once in a while they drop something really cool and really fun. And I have to say, I'm not going to be disappointed with getting Lego Pirates of the Caribbean on the 360, man. Me either. I freaking love all the Lego games. You know, absolutely. It's just growing up, I gr- I just played my mind out of Legos. <laughs> you know, I had Lego yeah. Halo sets. You know, I played with all of those, and it was yeah, just see, a blast. You lived in the era that was like the best Lego era because it was like the what do they call it? Um, you lived in the licensed Lego era where they were able to license properties and make like, hey, here's the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Hey, here's a fucking Transformer or whatever. And it's like my Legos were like brown, red, <laughs> green. Those are my Legos. I remember making my own Johnny Five from Short Circuit out of Legos and I had to play with him. That's what I did. You know? So very exciting there. But. That's going to about wrap it up for the Video Game Zone. So thank you, Gamer AF, for sticking around and, and telling us a little bit about the video game world and what's been going on out there. But uh, I hope you can stick around just a little bit longer. We wrap the show up through the events here. But why don't you let everybody know what the next track is coming up here? Um, The, <laughs> the next track coming up is, you know, how everyone has those days. But, you know, sometimes I want to be an asshole by um the Jasons. This one's for the Menzingers. Shooter, join the PC vegan poser for parade I'll never try to stop a marshmallow when a fan gets hurt Or do a benefit for homeless puppies Cause I support Ben Weasel and every punch he threw And when you say you like my band I'll answer Hey, fuck you and you and you and you and you Cause I'm an asshole, I'm an asshole, I wanna be an asshole Hey, fuck you, I'm an asshole, I'm an asshole, I wanna be That was I Wanna Be an Asshole by the Jasons. <laughs> that 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 was a very comical track. Absolutely, man. Now, for all of the punk rockers out there checking out Podunk Radio, we're glad to have you along for tonight's ride, and we hope you enjoyed that killer track. But if you didn't, 
Fuck you. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah, that I have to say that was my favorite song of the night right there. So thank you, Senior Boyle, for leaving that one on the queue for us. <laughs> One thing I can say about that, though, is that that looks like not only are they a cool band with a cool attitude and some cool music, but they look like they're a hell of a lot of fun to see in person. So if you want to check out the Jasons in person, they're going to be with Flamingo Nosebleed up at Coffin's Print Shop up in Orlando this Saturday, July 15th. It's a free show starting at 7 p.m., and they're also going to have Treasure Coast's own spooktacular artist swearwolf in what is sure to be a non-stop night of hacking slashing and awesome fucking music yeah by just watching that one take you know because here in the studio we get to actually watch the video that was an awesome video just that <laughs> he was a politician at one time took the little rocket from the baby and it was just funny I oh absolutely man yeah great great uh great video as the you know the jason you know dresses up mm -hmm. it's it's a jason politician like you're saying so you wear the jason mask just flicking people off who ask him questions out of the crowd <laughs> they bring up the little crying baby for him to kiss and he just steals its rattle and goes right back to what he's doing <laughs> good stuff man well i have to ask you this gamer af have you ever seen the texas chainsaw massacre you mean Leatherface? Like the original. Yes. You have? Yes. Now, did you get to see it on the big screen? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? If you've ever wanted to catch the sequel, you can check it out on the big screen in a real movie theater down at the Movies of Lake Worth because Morbid Movies is going to be hosting Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. That's going to be on Friday, July 21st. That's $10 at the door. Starts at 9.30 p.m., and you can check it out on the big screen, man. That's always the best way to see it. It's kind of a private viewing because not a super ton of people show up. It doesn't pack the house with a bunch of noisy people, but it is an old-time horror experience where you mm -hmm. can go and shout at the screen and throw your popcorn in the air and just <laughs> have a good time. It's super fun. The first 100 people get a raffle ticket and a free button and stuff, and they do the raffle before the show. Mm -hmm. But also, a lot of times, I'm not sure if they're going to do it for this event, but I'm pretty sure they will. They do uh, like a question and answer game where they ask you trivia about the Texas oh. Chainsaw franchise mm -hmm. and then you can win prizes like related to the movie and stuff. So it's it's very cool. It's a great event. If you ever get the opportunity to check it out, Lake Worth is a little bit of a hike for you. I know you're up in the Treasure Coast, mm -hmm. but if you ever get the chance to make it down or if you ever want to, you know, co-pilot a trip down there, mm -hmm. man, let me know. We'll go check out one of these awesome classic horror movies on the big screen in a real movie theater, man. It's pretty exciting. But if I was to actually go out and see it, I'd just to win at these trivia games that they're going to have, I'd have to go dust off my old collection that my dad got and just rewatch all of them. <laughs> Are you a big horror fan? Uh, not really. Because even with video games, you know, when I play scary games, mm -hmm. I have, um, you know how there's the three stages of sphere where yeah. it's like the freeze, the runaway, or the fight? Right. I have the freeze. Oh, I gotcha. You know, <laughs> I have the runaway. I'm not doing too good. That's like uh, Senor Boyle lent me the Resident Evil game a few mm -hmm. weeks ago. Resident Evil 7. Um, you know, we played it in studio. I played the demo. It really gave me chills. I was really freaked out about it. But he talked so well of the game. I told him, I said, all right, you're done with it. Let me borrow it. Mm -hmm. So I got it. I got it over here. I've had it for about two and a half weeks. I have not even started playing it. Like every time I look at the menu, I'm like, oh, not tonight. Not <laughs> Tomorrow, maybe in the middle of the day, I'll play it. You know? Mm -hmm. But no, my uncle sat me down, forced me to play while he sat there and laughed. And just going through that with the freeze mechanic, you you get to a point where you get so scared, you just lock up. Yeah, you know, and I'm you know, and that's why you won't really ever see like horror stuff at least until I get a face cam on my channel. Mm -hmm. You know, because the best part of watching someone play a scary game <laughs> is the facial reaction. Yeah, you know? watching them wet themselves. Mm -hmm. over there. <laughs> no doubt. Well. You are a fan of Star Wars, though, right? Of course. <laughs> Who isn't, right? Then you're definitely going to want to check out the Kelsey Theater on Friday, July 28th, when Galactic Empire and Danger Kids take over the theater for an all-night extravaganza of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And when when does that happen? You said the 28th? Yeah, it's Friday, July 28th. It's going to start at 7 p.m. and it's 20 bucks at the door. But man, this is a cool show. The Galactic Empire guys all dress up like Stormtroopers and Darth Vader and stuff. So it's it's really a production. Mm, that, that sounds like they really go all out for it. Absolutely, man. And you should because Star Wars is something that went all out 
a, a little too far in a lot of places <laughs> out, but you know they go all out for us. So you know it's great to see fans going all out for them. Maybe they have a dunk your own Jar Jar tank. <laughs> but I think that's going to about wrap it up for tonight. Um, Gamer, do you have any last parting words for all the beautiful people out there listening? Hey, subscribe to my channel. It's on YouTube. It's Gamer AF, as it said. Big G, big AF, everything else lowercase. I have like a red emblem as my profile, but check me out on YouTube. Check out the Power Hour of Love on YouTube. Their channel is awesome, and I love their video game reviews. But as for that, that'll about wrap me up, too. Sounds good. All right. Well, we'll be here back with Senor Boyle next Thursday night at 10 p.m., right here only on Podunk Radio. Yeah. I don't understand. Things were going so great, but... What happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. Uh, listen. I was thinking we should break up or whatever. I am breaking up with you. Consider that a divorce.